The Gospel according to Matthew, the 28th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, because an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. <clears throat> but the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, because he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where they laid him. Then go, quickly, tell his disciples that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. <clears throat> then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message to you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them and said to them, Greetings. And they came to him and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. <clears throat> now, I have to say, as I was getting ready for this moment, I was thinking and feeling, you know what, I'm not ready Easter. I mean, for one thing, don't tell anybody, but it's Wednesday when we recorded this. Monday Thursday hasn't even happened yet, so that's weird. But the second thing is, here we are in the middle of this pandemic. I mean, this week, maybe next week, the worst in terms of sickness and hospitalizations and death. Here we are, separated from each other still, I mean, how can it feel like Easter if we're not here together? I wasn't feeling it. But then I came and reread this gospel. And immediately I realized Easter doesn't care if I don't feel like it. Easter doesn't care if I'm not ready. Easter's here. The resurrection has happened. Christ is alive. I mean, just imagine for a second. Imagine this, that a committee, let's say a church committee, had planned the rollout for the resurrection. I mean, don't you think that uh, <clears throat> that committee would maybe take it slow? You know, incrementally, a little bit of change, a little bit of new life until everybody had warmed up to it, gotten their heads around it. Everybody knew what the plan was and could prepare. No, that's not the way it went. It was boom, 
earthquake, zap, this lightning angel. The message, Jesus is raised. No preparation. I mean, if you're not feeling ready for Easter, then you have a lot in common with these women who went to the tomb. I mean, they went knowing what they had to do. They had to minister to Jesus' dead body. Spices to try to cover the stink of death. They knew. They had their heads around that already. They were certain of what they were there to do. They were, they knew death. They were ready for death. They were ready for a dead end, and that stone is blocking their way. They weren't ready for what happened. But that's okay. I mean, or at least that seems to have been part of the, the point. I mean, if you're not feeling it today, that's fine, actually. Because Jesus is going to find a way to burst into your life and to fill your life with a life that really is life. That's the urgency that Jesus has. I mean, did you notice the angel had a message, which was, go all the way back to Galilee, and that's where you see him. And they said, okay, we're going to go. And just a moment later, boom, there's Jesus, right there, interrupting their journey. I mean, when I was a kid, I was like four years old. And uh, we heard that my family from Kentucky, my mom's from Kentucky, so, so aunts and cousins, they were coming up to visit us. I had never met these people, or actually not in my memory had ever met them. And I remember we were getting ready. We were expecting them to be here in a couple of hours. And all of a sudden, this woman I've never met bursts into my house and just like wraps me up in the biggest bear hug, I think, to this day. I've ever experienced and it was this competing emotions of like who is this person should I be afraid of them and oh this is nice I guess some stranger I don't even know loves me I mean it's kind of like that Easter this burst of urgency on Jesus's behalf to give us the life that we're missing, maybe the life that we don't even know that we're missing. It seems that the jolt is part of the deal, that, that we're not ready, but here we go. That's what Easter is about. That, I don't know, that resonates with me in terms of how I've seen God show up in my life and bring me into a life that is really life. If you haven't experienced that yet, you will. And if you have, then you might think you know how God's going to show up again, but I don't. We don't. I mean, <clears throat> who could have ever predict predicted this pandemic that we're in right now? Actually, a lot of people did, and they kept warning us, but we weren't paying attention. And just as flat-footed as we were from for this 
epidemic. This is the news of Easter to help us not be caught off guard by the love and the life and the new possibility and hope that's going to come out of this moment. Maybe we were caught flat-footed when the pandemic rolled in, but when the new life rolls in, here's the warning for us. The invitation to get ready. The invitation to live our lives trusting and expecting that there's going to be a jolt of new life, that we won't know what that's going to look like, but it's going to happen. Here it comes. I mean, on the one hand, you might think, you know, what changed? What really changed? For example, <clears throat> all of those church leaders, those stick-in-the-mud church leaders that that had been arguing with Jesus all along the way, who had conspired to get rid of this sacrilegious dude, they were still the head of the church. And then all of those governors and, like, wannabe kings who uh, got to sign Jesus' death warrant, who really couldn't care about the Jewish people as a whole, let alone this one guy who's making trouble, they were still in office. And all of that hunger and, and disease and suffering that Jesus ministered to, that Jesus himself suffered, that was still very real. So what difference does Easter make for us in the midst of our times now, separated as we are? You know, I think about it this way. I mean, imagine yourself in uh, the Wild Rose Casino for a minute. I mean, life is, is kind of like that. You're sitting at the blackjack table, and you're just hoping to catch a break. Maybe you know already that the odds are stacked against you. The house has already rigged them in the house's favor. Somebody's going to lose. Most people are going to lose. And we're just going through life hoping to catch a break. But maybe we sense that that break comes at the cost of a lot of other people losing. And then, wham, here's this wild card that the dealer didn't put in the deck, that the house hasn't banked on. But wham, the table's have been turned. You know, if, if the crucified one doesn't stay crucified but lives, what else could that mean? If the traumatized don't stay traumatized and the, and the guilt-laden and the shame-laden don't stay laden and burdened, you know, if the people with their heads in their sand, the people who have fallen asleep, are suddenly jolted awake. If the people who are out of touch with their very own selves, let alone with the people around them, or if the, uh, the church has fallen asleep, is out of touch, 
what happens if it doesn't stay that way? What happens if it just, life just rolls in, bam, like lightning, like an earthquake? I'm just inviting you to imagine what will be and what could be. Because of Easter, because of this amazing news we've received. And just like I was telling the kids, it actually doesn't matter how we feel about it, about whether we believe it or not. The invitation is to go tell. Sometimes the telling is in our own hearts, in our own minds. Just repeat the good news. You don't have to fight with your feelings. You don't have to fight with those doubting thoughts. Just lay the good news down alongside them. Go tell. And when you're interacting with people who are just caught up in the, the pain of the moment, you don't have to convince them. You can just speak the good news so that now it's not just one thing, but there's two. Along with the suffering is your caring presence and the promise of a new dawn. Go tell. That's the invitation for these women, the invitation for all of us. Go tell the good news. Jesus is risen, and Jesus is going ahead of you, and he will meet you. You will see him. This life that is Jesus's is not just for him, it's for all of us. Ready or not, here it comes. Thanks be to God.